Facilitated by long-standing member Fred Amacucci, the NJ Staffing Podcast is your invitation to be entertained and informed by fun and casual niche industry conversations. From cannabis legalization to temporary placement to hiring in regulated industries, we're talking about staffing in New Jersey. Um, well, think about this, Fred. A lot of a lot of really good companies have spawned from a process within an internal company that they were like, I need this software solution to work because I have this business issue within our organization that I need to solve. And you build that internally and it works amazing. And then all of a sudden you're solving that same business issue for other companies. So then you start selling that product to them and that product has grown. I mean, there's so many um, case studies of that happening and turning into their own company and entity. You know, for example, like in our organization, um, you know, just the simple question, how do we how do we payroll somebody who wants to be paid in cryptocurrency? Well, the options are, you know, go out there and find somebody who can payroll in cryptocurrency. Well, then we lose that opportunity in that business or start start building a way to, you know, pay somebody in, you know, in cryptocurrency within the organization. Go hire, a you know, a blockchain developer, you know, just do a small, you know, case, you know, just a small little entity within the organization and then grow that, you know, grow that going forward. And that's another long conversation because as, you know, as I talk about and think about like um, advancements in the landscape of today's workforce, you know, blockchain is going to ch change the way that it that you interact with your workforce because we have major cultural shifts. We are an advanced society. We're in, we're we're incredibly intelligent society. And I'm just talking, you know, yes, we, we can include the global, um, you know, the, the entire world. But like just in the U.S., like generally speaking, like we're a very advanced society. We're very smart. Um, we have information at our fingertips, et cetera. And there's things that are more important. You know, we're, we're not working like we did a hundred years ago because we have to. And so you see the landscape of the workforce changing and you're, and, and so you start thinking about like, how do I acquire the best of the best to build my company? And what does that look like? Um, and what do we have to provide? Is that culture? Is that more days off? Is that higher pay? everybody's doing that stuff yeah. but what I, but what i'm telling you is that what i am telling you is that blockchain and ai machine learning smart contracts are going to provide a human a person to have a four-day work week and both the ah. employee and the employer are going to be 100 percent involved on, on that and i know and and the reason i say that is because all that stuff that I'm doing in five days, I'm going to be able to do the best elements of my job in three or four days now. And the machine and a bot is going to take and do the rest of that. And it's actually the numbers. I'm, I'm you know, kind of exaggerating that. The reality of it is the, 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 the blockchain, the, the smart contracts that are being wrapped around your job um, are probably going to be able to do 85% of what you do now. Or maybe even greater and free you up to do just the best portions of your job to make you more efficient and so where does that lead 
you know, that leads to the employer allowing you to have a four-day work week because you have a three-day weekend every weekend. You're going to come into work refreshed, happy, excited. And I can tell you that, you know, there's no employee that's not going to want the four-day work week. But then the employer will want you to have the four-day work week because it's going to put, like, how do you get talent into your building? You have a four-day work week. And, oh, by the way, you solved the this you solve for the fifth day of work loss there is no fifth day of work loss you're allowing a machine to do way more than that fifth day will ever do so you're Maybe. getting a happy human being who's doing who's being the most efficient and maximizing their their workload within that four days and then you've got a machine on a you know on the blockchain that's doing i don't even want to say five five days of work that machine will do will base i can't put i can't tell you how much it's it's immeasurable so, so then what's going to happen is the employer or your boss forget the four-day work week you're going back to the five-day work week and you're going to be putting in eight days of work in five days <laughs> or what about this culturally what if we go to a four-day work week. Now, that extra day, say, all over the country, do you think crime will go up? Do you think that's a, that's overpopulation yeah. in prisons will occur even more due to that? Because you know when people have more free time, most cases crime does go up a little bit. So I think that's one of the things we have to think about as well. Well, I, there's, a, there's a couple things that, um, you know, when we talk about the evolution of our culture and the evolution of our species, like you, you're look, if you study like um, the theory of, um, you know, wealthy communities over time, mm -hmm. you start seeing a change in the way that the entire community perceives things, acts, etc., and so um, I think, you know, it actually could possibly create a situation where crime would go down. Um, but I mean, that's a that's a huge conversation and a different study. But think of so think about this. Think about, you know, what you do in a five day period. Um, but now think about like. So when you say your boss is going to crunch a four-day, an eight-day work week into a four-day work week, you're not taking into effect um, smart contracts and blockchain and the t and we'll just refer to it as um, as AI. You're not taking into account the AI piece. So what happens is this AI is coming in and taking off your plate four days of your work week so that means you have one day of work week to do mm -hmm. you're going to actually be able to increase the amount of work that you can do over the course of those four days because the ai has taken out the four of the original five days so your boss is you're going to be a much more productive worker in those four days so let's go back to recruiting Let's just say, and I don't know what the numbers are, but let's just say a really good recruiter interviews five candidates per day. Mm -hmm. And they only can interview those five candidates per day because they have all this other stuff that they have to do that they don't like to do, but it's part of their job. 
Now you pull out those all that other stuff. Now this interviewer is able to interview somebody every 30 minutes. So if you take an eight-hour day and you have an interview every 30 minutes, that increases the number of interviews that you do in a day. And you can do that and be happy about it because you don't have anything else to do. All you're doing is you're validating that the candidate on the other end of the phone or the video or the, the desk is the right candidate for you or for your client. And you're doing that portion of your job because it's the it's the best portion of your job. You're not getting bogged down by doing all the other humdrum stuff that AI can do. And so when you look at the four-day work week, you're actually increasing your production over the course of those four days significantly. So the traditional recruiter is in five days is interviewing 25 candidates, whereas the we'll call them the validator recruiter of the future mm -hmm. is interviewing two candidates per hour so 16 candidates times four so what is that 16 32 uh 64 candidates so you go from interviewing 25 candidates to 64 candidates yeah, and oh by the way you're not interviewing people that are time wasters so that's the other key about blockchain and this technology. You're not get, there's you're not guessing is this person going to be the right fit? Is this going person going to be, you know, a good fit, etc. The blockchain technology solutions that has the AI has figured that out and so, and based based so, on, you know, predictive analytics, they're going to come back and say, "Hey, this widget maker is a 99 out of 100% match for you." Now, do you pick the 99% match, the 98%, or maybe all 50 or 99%? You're not going to get the 5% match to interview. So now you're looking at initially 25 interviews versus 64 interviews, and those 64 interviews are all people that have 99% predictive analytics scores based on AI of a as a job match ratio so not only are you and i and i can fred i know that you've had interviews mm -hmm. in the past where you're just like i i can't interview this person anymore they're they're not the right fit it's not the right fit so wait a minute though like going back to what you're saying so i mean everything seems to catch up technology the process so you're saying like you're going to interview, you know, 99% uh, fit. So, number one, what about those applicants who are not that fit? They're they're just going to be out of jobs. And then, what about so who, uh, you know, say you have a, another recruiting firm that's doing the same thing. So who's going to get the access first? Is it whoever has the better? I can't assist? wait till we get to that because then you and I right? are going to come back it's and. Good. And hopefully somebody's going to think of my think of this. Hopefully somebody listens to this podcast and goes, "I'm building that," and they at least give me some kudos or something. So who's like, going to say thank It's going to come down to who has the better, the better system, the better blockchain, uh, a smarter person, a better developer to get this platform and software to or whatever you want to call it, and uh, similar to kind of um, to the most advanced technology we have now. It's Whoever's got the better – I mean, you know, back in the day, there was no job boards. and Oh, job boards. Yeah. You know, it's similar to what you're talking about. But, well, I guess, you know, it's kind of silly of me to bring this up because obviously as time goes on, um, 
you know, everyone makes out to be on the level playing field by having the same technology. Um, and then just, and, that, and that'll be great. But yeah. you also have to think, like, a widget maker in my organization is not going to be the same widget maker in your organization. So that's the, the other thing that you have to think about. So yeah. in, in my organization, the predictive analytics score that hits 99 out of 100 is not going to be the same candidate. Like, a candidate could be posed to me that's a 99 in this predictive analytics score. But, like, if you look at that same candidate, it might be a 75 because of what you're looking for from a candidate perspective. And so you, so it's not saying that, look, if you need a heart surgeon, I'm going to be a negative 100. Don't come to me. My predictive analytics score is, is going to be a 1. <laughs> you see what I mean? Uh-huh. And you know and and so it's so the ai is going to have this built into it to where um it's it's not rating you as a human being it's not saying jason you're a 99 out of a scale of 100 as a human being and this other person's only a 40. it just (laughs) says it's it's just gonna say like based on this widget maker that you're looking for you're a 99 um to fit this this role in this position. And so when you start thinking about that, you start thinking about like direct sourcing programs and recruiting programs, et cetera. Think about like how amazing that would be if the recruiter was able to talk to, you know, two 99s every, every hour. How easy would that be for your, for your job? And, and that's very possible because you have to think about the current system right now. The current system is okay, I need a widget maker. What am I going to do? Well, you know what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to put, you know, uh, advertisements out. There's like 50 million places to put advertisements out. Blockchain's going to cut that, those middlemen out, but I don't want to say that because, you know, that's controversial and I don't want to say like this company's <laughs> not going to exist and this company's right. not going to exist, but it's not going to exist. Right. Um, and so, you know, right now you have to put your, you, you post your resumes on this place and that place and 50 million places. Like, what's the, you know, in your opinion, what's the best, you know, where's the best place to post a resume? Who knows? Everybody has a different opinion. There's yeah. 5 million different systems, but like in, so somebody is going to build out a, um, you know, a, a, you know, this technology that when you press the button, the job description is already going to be built and through smart contracts, it's going to go through the entire workflow internally to be validated. So like right now, if you have a job description, you have to sit there and and show 50 different managers in some companies and they have to validate that this job description's fine. And that could take, you know, days or weeks because you, you get bogged down. It gets sent to this email, that email, even if they have to go into the system, then they have to check something or do something. You know, it, it's going to slow the process down. And so when you're doing this on a blockchain technology, boom, you press a button, it goes up, it's automatically validated for whatever reason that gets built into the workflow. And then at the same instance, once it hits the validation, we're talking about like fractions of a second, it gets pushed out to everywhere. I'm not talking about job boards. I'm talking about any possible place that you could potentially get a candidate from. It'll push that out to that instantaneously. But like ideally, it's even going to go past that. It's not going to need to push it out. It's going to actually run a predictive analytics score on an existing database um, 
you know, these are going to be federated candidates, federated resumes. And it's going to just say, hey, these 50, (laughs) these 50 people are 99, 99 score out of 100 from a predictive analytics score. And and yes, maybe if the technology is not so advanced, you may have to schedule the interviews. But ideally, what happens is this. What's going to happen is that and and this process is going to take, you know, fractions of a second. But when I explain it, it's going to seem a little longer. What's going to happen is when you press that button and it's and you need widget makers, it's going this program is going to say these 50 widget makers are 99s. The program's going to automatically reach out to these individuals and say there is a job opening. Do you want to schedule an interview? And then the candidate, the potential candidate, is going to say, yes, I do. But see, the difference is, is right now, we don't have the technology to, 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 for the candidate to say, no, I'm working. I, I can't schedule an interview now or no, I'm not looking or et cetera. The technology is going to be so smart that the, not, the 50 people that it sends it to are going to already be Quality, uh, ready to go. They're going to be ready to go, so they're not going to have a job or they're not going to be on contract, and they've already agreed that, hey, if an interview opens up, I already want to do the interview. And so you think, wow, that's a lot of work. Not really. If you build a, you build a software that does that, boom. And so what happens is when I'm saying the recruiter will press a button and all of a sudden you'll just see your calendar load up every 30 minutes with an interview and all of these candidates will be 99s on the predictive analytics score and all you're doing is you're literally becoming a validator and you're validating the information that's on the blockchain that that has already been validated before and you're and you're essentially just validating whether or not you you want this candidate or not um and and there will be a future iteration or another iteration of that where um, and that's when, when we talk about executing of smart contracts. So a smart contract, remember what I said was when, you know, it's just when two conditions are met. And so what happens is like if I have a job opening and a calendar opening and a candidate who's a 99 has already said they would interview, when you press that button, it pops up on the calendar already. So then that person will be notified, hey, you have an interview at two o'clock with Jason and I'm going to have a notification on my calendar that says you have an interview with this individual at two o'clock and then you go from there. And so that's all the st- technology. That's 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 what's going to change, um, you know, in the future, in the near future. And that, you know, people are I, I'm having conversations like this already um, and talking to people already about all of this stuff. When when. And, um... When do you think this is going to change? What year? I, I, already, I already know that there are companies exploring. Um, I, I already know that there are many, many companies exploring many things that have to do with the blockchain mm-hmm. um, and, and executing. Some of the stuff's already be, being executed. You just don't know that it's blockchain technology. And it's the same analogy. It's the same Python analogy. You don't know that Instagram is built on Python. Right. No, hardly anybody does. Right. And so, so, you know, that you could, so you can build for your organization, you could start building a, you know, blockchain in the background and you can start enhancing your, 
um, background check process and t- workflows, and nobody would ever know. They would just know somehow you provide background checks faster than anybody on the planet. Which we you do. You don't have to tell which them. Which we do, which we do. Okay. Well, no, see, I'm, there. I'm, that, <laughs> now, you can, now you can even make it faster. I'm just kidding. And so, and so that's the thing. You, you, know, you, you don't have to sit there and go and say, oh, you know, this is a new technology running a bot. Just do it. And, um, you know, it's something to think about. But, I, but I'm telling you that, you know, I don't want to say I don't like to be left behind on anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, somebody is going to come out with, you know, EOR payrolling on the blockchain, direct sourcing on the blockchain. They're going to be coming out with things that, um, that um, uh, all these workflow solutions that are going to be on blockchain. And they're going to be – you because you can take – many many different products right now and many different services and solutions and literally combine them into one solution one large workflow that are executed on the blockchain through smart contracts and so when you look at the different people just look in your organization when you look at the different pieces of what you do i I know it's kind of maybe hard to uh, understand and fathom like how could how can it do this i got to go do this i got to wait on this and all that but Somebody is going to put all that workflow onto the blockchain and create one solution, and you know it's it's inevitable, and it's going to be beneficial to you know to to you know whoever needs to use that solution. Yeah, um, I'm just reading here. Gartner predicts blockchain will be will create a 3.1 trillion dollars in business value by 2030. Um, I'm also reading here that Estonia already adopted blockchain-powered ID cards for its citizens in 2002. Again, there, there. So you read about you just, Estonia? If you just, or? yeah, oh yeah. That's so. The one thing that if you're in the crypto space, th- there's a there's a couple things that's always on the forefront of conversations. The first thing is. Um, you know, mass adoption, um, mass adoption in the space. And then the second thing is you is, you know, government regulations in the space. So those are things that are constantly being communicated and chatting about. Um, people are always throwing their ideas. And so we're we're not in we're not we're not in the regulation space and we're not in the mass adoption space yet. But so you have you have news like Ecuador uh you know buying bitcoin and you know creating um you know and and basically creating an ecosystem for its um citizens to to transact in bitcoin i think the netherlands either has or is um there's a couple countries in africa that are getting it's more and more the first one was uh last year sometime and that was big news because you're like oh country you know bought bitcoin and etc and so you hear more and more news and adoption, you know, happening from that perspective. And then you hear like more, more, you know, you have, you hear about the government talking about like regulations and all that. But, you know, most people don't know that the government is creating a CBDC, which is a central bank digital currency. And that's going to, that's going to be upon us soon. And, um, you know, you, you transact in you know paper money right now or through the credit card etc but at some point you're going to have the you know a dollar a cbdc dot one dollar stable coin that's issued by the u.s government that's not hearsay that is not speculation that is not um 
a theory you're saying that's, that's happening that's a fact that's, you're saying yeah that's they're building it that's ha they 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 are working with coinbase and and you know and and doing it i mean it just makes so that well i don't want to get into the theories of why they are or aren't doing things because then people might kind of you better be we'll careful what you're a, saying here Jesus. people will take this in a different <laughs> direction but like so there's many many things that are getting built on you know blockchain that are you know going to change the industry i just i like to bring things up to the people that i know and provide these ideas because you know i you know, I hate for you and I to talk about the blockchain stuff and how it can help your, you know, you know, background checks. And then, you know, somebody comes out with it and, you know, you, I'm not going to say that you're going to be behind the eight ball, but like, <laughs> but you, you just did, you know, but you're, <laughs> but, but I you, am, <laughs> you're going to be, but you're going to be behind the eight ball. And so, and, and so the, and, the, and these are, you know, I, I bring these up to Bernie all the time and, and talk about, you know, these companies are going to be payrolling their contingent labor on, you know, potentially through the blockchain. And it's because it's just faster. It's a, it's cheaper. You know, we're talking, you know, we're talking about fees and the fractions of pennies versus, you know, what they are currently. Um, you can wrap smart contracts around the workflows so that, you know, uh, just things like the onboarding process, getting p passwords to an employee, um, you know, so let, let all me all that. Let me ask you this. Do you think, uh, you know, I'm trying to relate it to technology that we're familiar with and that, um, you know, was new to us. Do you think a lot of companies, a lot of leaders don't move forward because they, they don't understand it? And yes. Uh, and, and, and on the other side of it, well, when you think about it, how often does a leader move forward with something before they understand it? Um, you know, I could see maybe uh, proving and showing the value of this to a leader and then without them, them understanding it, they move forward. But I, I just think it's so complex and it's so um, just something we haven't really ever seen. Or, you know, I think that's why probably why a lot of people uh, are so hesitant, you know, but I guess that's, you know, that's why you and I are sitting here talking about it on this podcast education is the key here um you know you got to get yourself in um the habit of learning new technology because if you're an up and coming well not just an up and coming business but just like you said i mean it, it the facts that are facts if you want to keep up you have to be growing you have to be looking at the new technology no matter what it takes you have to be educating yourself about new technologies and how to make you and your company better or else someone else is going to do it and, and you're going to yeah. be left uh, following. Yeah. So I'll give you some examples, some specific examples. So Jeff Bezos, I don't know if he knows much about crypto. I don't, I don't know anything about him regarding that. I don't know what his education level is on crypto or blockchain, et cetera. But I do know um, when, let's see, I, th I think it was back in October of 2021, that they uh, announced that they were looking for um, folks to fill, to, to, I forget which roles and positions exactly, but basically they were looking for crypto uh, experienced candidates mm -hmm. to, to build out their ecosystem. Um, and so there's a lot of news and speculation on where that's going. And so people have invested accordingly. Um, but, um, 
do I do, does an individual like Jeff Bezos uh, think that that's the future? Um, I, I mean, I've never asked him, and I actually haven't heard if he said it or not. But I mean, my guess would be that most likely. And you can see the steps that he's taken. Um, you know, companies like um, you know a lot of these tech companies like IBM, they're actually building that in internally, like um, you know. Uh, uh, improvements on supply chain improvements on you know within the medical industry supply chain um you know companies are already building those out internally um you have you know my gut i mean you're gonna see the first trillionaire and i wouldn't i would not be shocked if the first trillionaire is going to be sam bankman fried who is the founder of ftx uh, cryptocurrency exchange here in the u.s he's I think he just turned 30 or something like that. He's a, he's, he's, you know, really young and he's, you know, I think he's the youngest billionaire right now and first self-made. Anyways, he has a lot of accolades based on, you know, fi finances, but like you look at that and you see what people are doing. I, I've had conversations where, um, companies are well i'll just throw this one out there louis vuitton i know i know a company that's actually working with louis vuitton that is tokenizing every single louis vuitton purse really that's being made and so what why would you do that well for security reasons for transaction reasons and and the other thing that people don't understand is you know there's a there is a company that um let me give you an, a, another example of why it's a benefit, and okay. this is a financial benefit. So, I, ha I say I have a collectible, and I and it's an old collectible from 30 years ago, and I own it. Now I'm able to take that collectible, and I'm able to sell it, and I make money off of it. But unfortunately, the person who created this collectible or made this collectible doesn't get any money off of it at all. Um, and so there's a company called Ecomi that created an app called Vivi that have partnered with companies around like major brands around the world like Marvel and DC and Coca-Cola and the United States Postal Service. And they've created an application where um, where Disney can now create these NFT collectibles. And because they're on the blockchain, every time that NFT collectible sells to somebody else, they get revenue. They get royalty Disney. based on the sale. Disney does. Okay. And so, like, it, so if I go to Disney's physical store and buy a Mickey Mouse doll okay. uh -huh. for a hundred bucks, and then I take that Mickey Mouse doll and I sell it to you for two hundred dollars, I make a hundred dollar profit. Disney doesn't make anything because right. it's a physical collectible. Uh -huh. But like now, if I buy that same Mickey Mouse doll as an NFT on this app. I pay a hundred dollars. Disney gets, you know, gets their royalty. But then I have this NF, this digital NFT. Then I sell it to you mm -hmm. and transfer it to you. Well, Disney gets that royalty. Sounds like a pyramid it's, it's scam. It's on the blockchain. Pyramid scam. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you. I mean, I'm just you kidding. Can, I, you I, can I, equate <laughs> pyramid scam to the stock market too. I mean, technically, I mean, the you know more money in, the more it gets worth. But yeah. But True. like, no, well, let me throw another one because, you know, you might think because because people look at it and go, well, Disney doesn't need to make more money and all that. You're like, well, whether you think that or not, let me give you another idea. I'm a young musician. I'm, I mean, I'm not. But let's just say I'm a young musician. Right. 
Um, and, and, and I can't, you know, I can't afford the big studios. I, there's a lot of things I can't afford, but like, I'm super talented. And for some reason, it's just not cutting it. So what I can do now is go to these, you know, the, what you're going to do is create these, these organizations that eliminate the middleman. And so what I can do then is I can go out there and, and create like an NFT ecosystem and say, and this is, and then you start thinking, wow, wait a minute, why can't I do this in my space or this space or that space? And you can, but like, what, let's just say I want to create a record and I don't have the funds, I can't do any of that. So what I can do is I can create um, NFTs and I can say, you can own my NFT and maybe I create a thousand of them. So they're very, very limited. And, I, and, and everybody who owns one of my NFTs will get um, royalty forever. And, 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 and so that's how I raise money. In order for you to buy one of my NFTs, it costs a hundred bucks or $50 or that, whatever that number is. And so a thousand people buy them. Then you just raise that amount of money. Why would I want to buy that NFT? Well, maybe I believe in that person who's going to be big and I'm investing in them, but I can't afford to like fund the, the individual's career. I can afford $50 or a hundred dollars as a micro investment and he's and this individual now is giving me one an nft that has a that's rare on the blockchain it has an intrinsic value um and then two i'm also able to you know sell that if i want to maybe somebody maybe it goes up in value and somebody wants to buy it and then or i you know i i'm keeping royalties on this so this individual now doesn't have to go to a record label can go out there and produce his his or her own music and and becomes the next you know big star we hope you've enjoyed this episode stay tuned there is more to come the new jersey staffing alliance is the nonprofit trade association for contract staffing direct hire and temporary placement firms for more information about the benefits of joining the alliance Visit our website at njsa.com.